Hello, everyone. Al Madrigal from the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, quick message about fundraising. Thank you so much for listening to an All Things Comedy podcast that you are supporting here. We have a sticker uh, that you can buy for five bucks. It says, I support All Things Comedy. If you can go to TubeStart.com, we have a brief campaign going to support our new studio. No one's making money off of this. We're hoping to just have this studio support the comics and make sure they can record in a great place at no charge. And thanks to you. All right. Appreciate it. Allthingscomedy.com, tubestart.com. Thank you very much. Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Everybody, welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, and back again, Dylan Godino, editor in chief and head honcho and head muckety muck of LastSpin.com. What's up, buddy? Hey, Michael, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited that we're. This is like week two in a row that we're able to do this now. This is great. I'm <laughs> one more week and we're on a roll. It's great. It's perfect. That's it. We're back. We're back in in full force. I wanted to mention actually because. I got reamed out on Facebook the other day Uh-oh. because we we posted something on Facebook in reaction and maybe maybe we shouldn't have posted it. Maybe it's a little unprofessional, but people have to understand that laughspin.com is a website but it is run by people who work hard and we have feelings. <laughs> so somebody's left a review on the iTunes about the Laughspin podcast and she gave it a one star and that's fine if you hate the fucking podcast, fine. I love give it. it. Give it a one star. However, it just bothers me when somebody gives it a one-star rating based on something that is not even true. So her comment was, I guess she was looking at the show titles, yeah, the, the, the short descriptions or whatever, and she assumed every comedian listed was on the it show. Was an interv- it was an interview. Oh, right, but, right, right. But if you look down the list, it... It specifically the, says interview with... Interview. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And not only that, but common sense will dictate that there is no human way any podcast can have Lena Dunham, Chris Rock, <laughs> and whoever, Adam yeah. Sandler, on the same podcast. Yeah. With taking that in mind, we also had a podcast wherein we interviewed Tracy Morgan and Dave Chappelle on the same show. Like, The Tonight Show can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I should feel good about myself that people actually think that we have the power to gather the biggest names in comedy every single week. Yes. Every week, we just have the biggest names in comedy and we interview them. I get it. Most comedy podcasts are just comedians interviewing comedians. Yes. That's been the standard. If anything, it's it's a little bit it's good because it gives us a little bit of we can call it constructive criticism that maybe we should be a little bit more descriptive in our titles. Right. I I thought that and I thought common sense gave that as well. But I'm going to take the criticism. Yeah, it's fine. So she gave us a one star. That's totally fine. Obviously not totally fine. I mean, I I don't agree with it. Yeah, I enjoy haters. I don't know about you. I'm a biased party. But then anyway, so I posted something. We posted something like this on, on the Last Spin Facebook page. Yeah. And I think people are not used to brands or companies actually inserting any sort of personality, good or bad. But 
now. It's, it seems very the, robotic the, nowadays. The truth of the matter is we are, we're people and we're not Comedy Central. We're not Entertainment Weekly. We're not People Magazine. We are a, a small organization that is trying to kick ass. So I posted that and I just encouraged people to, if they actually listen to the podcast, to, to leave a review. And if you hate it, I, I didn't say leave a good review. I just said leave a review. Mm-hmm. And this one guy just like fucking teed off on me and I'm just so sick and tired of people overreacting online because they can because there's no consequences Mm -hmm. laying into how we have no social media etiquette and all this other bullshit (laughs) like relax what What? holy shit is that an oxymoron social media etiquette is that really a thing is that actually a thing it is a thing and it's and it's a thing i actually pride myself on and i and i feel we have really good social media etiquette. The point is, is I, I'm, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Nah. And, and the other thing is, I will make them more descriptive, I guess. I didn't, I didn't think I, I needed to. I don't even know how I would do that. I would have to like list everybody's names and then in parentheses say, not an interview. In like in every episode I mean how would you do that It should be fairly uh, Self-explanatory When it says Last spin interview And then last spin podcast Those are the two titles Right but if I'm going to take what we do Right I know But if I'm going to take Criticism And turn it into Something constructive Then how am I supposed to Make the descriptions you Maybe work the word News in there somewhere Like news about Okay Such and such, news, such, and such. news on Okay yeah, news Because on. I want to make it I'm, I need to make it short Because you know I don't trust that everybody Like hovers over each description To get like the full description yeah and i don't blame them you know people want things quick and so i'm guessing people are really most 99 percent of the people are really just going down the itunes list yeah and looking at whatever the default copy is right where they could see it without having to hover over it's a quick fix it's a quick fix but at the same time i enjoyed the haters <laughs> i like the haters bring it on motherfuckers come on what do you got one st- one star I thought they were Interviews with the comedians And then she's like <sighs> Get the get the comedians In your studio And talk to them I'm like Dude, In my have studio you, <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen The list of comedians We've interviewed I mean It's it, It's pretty impressive I don't want to pat myself On the back But not every podcast Has you know Judd Apatow on, right. the, on their interview list Not to break down The fourth wall here But I'm going to Dylan I'm looking at Dylan Sitting on his couch In his living room And I'm in a half empty <laughs> kitchen I This is This how And this barely constitutes a studio <laughs> but uh all right well there you go it, the, i think the bottom line here and the message is go to itunes leave us a review good or bad we'll probably talk about it for four minutes um, on the fucking podcast sorry i can't help it i can't help it that no. i'm a person it, and i have feelings i, I understand i understand you just got embraced the hate sometimes it's great it's it's actually a lot of fun because they can't hurt you that way as we had mentioned we you know we were gone for a while now we're back we're better than ever here we are a lot of stuff has been happening in the comedy world and a lot of stuff recently has been happening and that's what we're going to talk about now ifc launched a digital channel, digital comedy channel, to uh, yeah. rival Comedy Central's CC Studios app. And uh, I mean, that that's the way I see it anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't know I, that they I came out and said it. I but. think that's absolutely right. Also, too, IFC has been kind of maneuvering themselves into the comedy circuit, what with oh, God, uh, yeah. a lot of the you know original comedies they have. I know the Birthday Boys is something that's been really catching a lot of steam lately, which is great. Yeah. I do love those sketch shows. I can't get enough of them. I don't know what it is. They do they do them well, man. I, IFC definitely. I mean, Portlandia is is so funny. Yeah, that, uh, that's very popular. I never honestly got into that one, but extremely popular. Marin's on there, um, and yep. not to mention the fact that 
they uh you know comedy bang bang all that stuff but not to mention the fact that they they seem to try to get a a hold of those really popular cult comedy movies we were just we were actually just before i got on i was actually just watching the big lebowski for like the 400th time on ifc so (laughs) it's nice to watch it with commercials sometimes yeah it kind of is so what (laughs) what is this uh what is this ifc comedy crib what so they, yeah, it's, that's exactly right. It's called IFC Comedy Crib. I, I love the name of it too. It uh, implies like an incubation period. And that's, <laughs> that's how we really saw CC Studios. And that's in part what CC Studios is, which is they take developing comedians and they create shows. And then, you know, if they, it gains steam or if it does well, then maybe they make a, a television show out of it. The, mm-hmm. That's what happened to uh, Brody Stevens on, at CC Studios. Right. And I think another show, I totally, I forgot what it was. And I might be wrong. But anyway, that's what IFC is doing now. So they have they have like a full slate of original programming. If you go to IFC, you'll you'll be able to see it. And so there's a show called uh, Clickbait Overload, which is from UCB Comedy. The way we describe it is it's an inside look at the creative process by taking a group of UCB comedians and challenging them to make a sketch video based on two random topics. And they only have... They are surprise props that they just give them, and they only have eight hours to write and film the sketch. That's um, cool. So that's just one of, there's a lot. If you go to laughspin.com, you'll see we have the entire list. I think it's great, and I think it's just part of the ongoing proof and the ongoing commentary about how huge, how huge comedy is getting because everybody wants a piece networks that haven't programmed comedy are programming comedy Mm -hmm. networks that have been programming comedy are programming more comedy and programming comedy outside of television and then better they're kind of stepping up a notch a little bit more you know yeah yeah absolutely so kudos to ifc i'm sure uh Comedies, Comedy Central is at this point very used to not being the only comedy game on the block at this point with IFC and FX and now Netflix. Yeah. In that regard, you know, I want to be the only game in town because that has no value as far as the quality of programs that are out there. Everybody kind of seems to step up each other's game a little bit more and produce yeah. some really good stuff. Nobody really is completely beholden to Comedy Central. They can jump around a little bit. You know, you watch something there on Netflix or you watch something on FX or, you know, back to back to Comedy Central or whatever. It, it's not just one and done, you know, which is great. And, and that's exactly what competition should be. And it's it's. it's kind of a golden age for comedic television and and series and web series and stuff a lot of great places to get uh, comedy and ifc is is now the new one new kid in town yeah kind of jumping we had a couple of things that i know we want to talk about there's one thing that actually uh crossed my mind as we we're talking here a little bit of news that came out a couple of days ago that because of amy schumer the word pussy is now available to be said on comedy central my question is this is that really because of amy schumer or are they forgetting the fact that south park has been doing it for a while or yeah i was gonna i was actually gonna bring that up yeah i don't remember specifically if south park has ever said the word pussy but they've said so many other things i can't imagine they haven't yeah and and is it the type of thing where historically cartoons and when i say cartoons they're you know they're primetime sitcom cartoons cartoons have had a little bit more leeway in getting away with some pretty racy stuff. South Park definitely. South, remember the remember the episode where South Park said shit like forty five times. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, and they had the counter. Yeah, they had a counter. How many times? Amazing number of times. It was something like yeah. forty five, fifty times. Oh, no, I think it was more than that. Was it more than that? Probably might I, have been. I think so. We'll have to look it up. That was impressive, and that was kind of unprecedented at the time. 
what's the whole deal? You heard about this thing with Amy Schumer, though, right? Yeah, yeah, like, of how course. Did, how did this come about? Like, what did she go to the, the Comedy Central board directors and say, I want to say pussy? And they said, it okay. Was, how did that work? It was one of the other executive producers, Dan Powell. Okay. During season two, he kind of decided, he was like, listen, he went to Comedy Central, whoever, I don't know, the people in suits or not really. I don't know. <laughs> but he said, listen, we say dick. We say dick on Comedy Central. Yeah. Now, what is the female equivalent to dick? Pussy. Right. So why why are we bleeping pussy and not bleeping dick? And, and Yeah, and, and then you can go the whole, you know, is that sexist route and all that shit too, right? Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that that was brought up. I want to say it probably helped that it came from a dude. Yeah. There's actually, I'm reading uh, Vulture had a, um, Vulture.com had a, had a little recap about what had happened. And uh, inside Amy Schumer, people were at Paley Fest. Mm. And, they, and that's, that's where this came up. Jesse Klein like blurted it out. And then Dan Powell started to explain. He said, halfway through the first season, we started to realize that a lot of the show was addressing women's issues and gender politics. I'd written a letter sort of like I'd write to my congressman, and I guess it struck a chord. End quote. A conference call with network higher-ups soon followed, and the network assented. Quote, that was Dan's Mr. Smith goes to Washington, said Amy <laughs> Schumer. So that was it. So it's because of Inside Amy Schumer that we can now say the word pussy on Comedy Central. It's a pussy free-for-all on Comedy Central, everybody. That's it. Go on. just That's it. it. That's all you got to do. Just fuck her right in the pussy. Just say that. Oh, jeez. I said it. <laughs> oh, jeez. I threw it out there. That made me cringe. <laughs> My God. Now we're going to get iTunes ratings. Oh, talking negative talking one about, star. Oh, wait. You know, and the other thing that this this girl said is that, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm psychotic. I need to see my therapist more often, I think. But <laughs> she's, she's like, I thought it was, you know, like interviews with comedians and the podcast and the guys on the podcast aren't even that funny to begin with, which uh, again, I know everybody's used to comedy podcasts where it's like, you know, 19 famous people just talking to each other, but we're not, we're not comedians. We just love comedy and, and we cover comedy. So, okay, sorry. Let's just, let's move on. We're just giving you news folks. If we give you laughs, that's a little icing on the cake. That's icing on the cake. Props to Amy Schumer and her crew. Going from pussy to ass, let's talk about Chelsea Handler's. <laughs> See that segue? Boom. Professional. That's nice. So oh. Chelsea Handler in response to Chelsea Handler's. I've seen every part of Chelsea Handler at this point, I think. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I mean, except for her. Pussy. No, we could say We can say pussy yeah. now. There you go. Except for that. Chelsea Handler threw up on her Instagram a bare ass shot in response to Kim Kardashian's bare ass shot. On paper, what is that? Paper magazine? Is that what that is? Yeah, is that a magazine. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a New York uh, okay. based magazine that, for the past like how many years, like fifteen people read. So, the picture on this magazine, holy shit! First of all, <laughs> that's that'll wake you up in the morning, boy. That is a hiney. Wow, it doesn't look real. It doesn't look fucking real. It looks like some kind of monster. <laughs> that, <laughs> That it's oh I just oh but it's gorgeous anyway and her she's got a she's got a deep crack too it just fucking runs from like this like her shoulder blades down to her kneecaps it's incredible anyway I'm sorry where am I what's going on oh uh, so Chelsea Handler throws uh, her own ass shot up on Instagram. With the caption, can you believe more than two ass can fit in the same screen? Guess which one's real? Your move, Instagram. 
So what's this? Is is she just really just battling Instagram over like censorship? I, is that what it dude, is? I, I yeah. I mean, I can't tell if she really means it, if she's being earnest, or if she's just fucking around because she can and it's and it's funny. On uh, oh god, I forgot when it was. I think it was like on Halloween. It was at the it was the end of October. But anyway, she she posted a photo. That very famous photo of uh, Vladimir Putin, yeah, of him shirtless on top of a horse, alongside her own photo of her shirtless on top of a horse, right? And Instagram took it down, and she cried censorship. It's messed up that you know a guy can do this, but a girl can't. And she kept on putting it up, and Instagram kept taking it down. But Instagram never banned her account or anything. And then today, when the Kim Kardashian cover came out, and her ass was there, did the same thing with her ass. Yeah, I think this is just a complete troll on Instagram. She's just trying. She's just goading Instagram to see how. I mean, yeah, I mean, she has to understand. Like, it's a private company. It's not the government. Yeah, you know, she she's making it like a almost like a civil rights issue or like a equality issue. But it's a private company. Like, they can have any. Well, it's not the government telling Chelsea Handler or the government telling Instagram that they can't. You know, show full frontal. You know, naked shots. It's just that's Instagram's policy and so they kept instagram kept up the bare butt shot but then later t- in the day chelsea reposted <laughs> her topless photo yeah. of her on the horse but this time not alongside vladimir but alongside kim and that stayed up i'd say for a good two maybe three hours they finally did take it down so chelsea handler's in a, a war with instagram i can't imagine she really means it i think she's just having fun and getting some attention and sure yeah i people want it i mean i'm looking at my page now and i'm looking at the page now in last spin the article's been up for a few hours and more than 2500 people have shared it that's not views that's people who looked at it and decided to share it well keep trolling there chelsea i love it (laughs) i think it's great and speaking of uh internet and uh battles going on on the internet bill cosby's in a weird uh place nowadays (laughs) you boy Oh boy, you need to pull my collar a little bit. <laughs> Hannibal Burris, yeah, Hannibal Burris. If I guess it's about a month ago at this point, Hannibal Burris made a big stink when he brought up the fact that Bill Cosby's so beloved, yet he had like fourteen sexual harassment lawsuits uh, dropped on him or whatever. Kind of threw people for a loop because I really think, for the most part, most people didn't know that Burris kind of brought it to light. A little bit more and said to people hey look it up it's true like go out there take google it go right ahead you know i'm not i'm not lying it's not like i'm you know i'm doing a bit here this is a thing so that kind of caught a little fire and then bill cosby's i guess pr team decided it would be <laughs> funny or fun to do uh, a cosby meme hashtag right. cosby meme on on it was it his instagram or his website or his facebook on his Twitter. And his Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, a Cosby meme on his Twitter, and make a Cosby meme, and much like anything that you throw on Twitter or Instagram or anything, the internet just responded with hilarious results. Most of it referring to the, the sexual allegations. My favorite one was, it had a picture of Cosby making a funny face, and on the top it said, Zim Zap Wap! And on the bottom it said, 17 allegations. <laughs> Something along those lines. I love that kind of shit. What's your thought on this whole thing, man? This is this is kind of sad. You mentioned it. It is. It, true, it is. But. It's sad because I I know the whole innocent till proven guilty. But listen, if you read all of the allegations, every woman is saying the same thing. He drugged me. He groomed me. 
in the molester sense, not grooming as in like. Yeah, I get it. Now he didn't brush your he hair. Brushed, yeah. He brushed your hair. <laughs> yeah. One, two, maybe three. If you kind of like have this rapey vibe to you, two, three allegations, maybe. But when there's like 13 allegations and they're all very specific, I find it very hard to believe that all these women women are sociopaths or that they're all in cahoots with each other. Mm. And it's sad because I, I really, Bill Cosby himself was like such a huge, it's still a huge part of, of my life. I think about that as a parent of two small children. I think about that special literally every single day. Mm-hmm. And it kills me to think that the dude who came up with that and delivered that and was so intelligent with that special and has done so much good work for decades has probably most likely raped like a dozen women or at least half of those women. Do you think that because Cosby for his lifetime has been a clean comic, a family comic, do you think that your opinion would have been different if he was not a clean comic, if he was a cringe humor comic? Would you be saying the same things if this was Richard Pryor, let's say? You know what I mean? Because Pryor was so upfront about everything that he did that I, it just feels like Cosby being a clean comic doesn't allow him to address this in a public forum. Whereas if this was Pryor and like when the first woman would have accused him of this kind of thing, he would have been talking about it in his act the next day. Would I be saying the same things if it was a Richard Pryor type of comic? The biggest thing that I don't think hurts or helps him, Cosby, is that he can't rebut any of this. He could certainly, I mean, there's plenty of comics that, that where it wouldn't fit into their stage show to fire off a rebuttal. I mean, there's very few that could. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that most comics could throw out a rebuttal on the stage or... He doesn't even address it. He could, he could no. absolutely address it through his PR saying that these allegations are ridiculous or, yeah. you know... I, I think that, he, I mean, that stuff, I mean, that stuff always seems contrived. I would think that, like, somebody like Pryor, okay, if this was Pryor and after the first one, after the first allegation came about, he would have stopped it right there. Like he would have went on stage, said some things, whatever, kind of had his little rebuttal or whatever and leave it in the court of public opinion, of course. But I think 17 or however many it is, it's in the teens. That's ridiculous. 13, yeah. 13. That's that's hard to that's hard to combat, man. You know, like you said, one or two. okay, but 17 with eerily similar stories that have no prior knowledge of each other. You know, that's okay. There's a pattern there. And here's my other question. It, was there an ongoing investigation in him with all of these allegations? Because if there was, did Burris hurt whatever investigation was going on? No, no I don't think he was being investigated. No, absolutely not. These are incredibly old allegations. That oh, just so this every- is all said and done. This, he's He kind of paid them off and they kept them quiet type of thing. And just now it's kind I mean, of coming to light a little bit more. I think every few years something crops up yeah. and another one of the women start talking again. Right. From a legal standpoint, nothing's happening. Gotcha. No one's in, no one's investigating him. No one, you know, nothing. That's a shame. Unfortunately, it's it's allegations, but it's just it's court of public opinion, and it's it looks it doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good for such an icon like Bill Cosby. So yeah, gonna move on. Gonna move on. Move on to a very funny bit that I saw last night, and something that I completely ag- agree with. Tosh point oh, Daniel Tosh called out ESPN the other night for basically stealing one of his web redemption bits. In a perfect lambasting as only Tosh can, he completely destroyed 
ESPN for airing a, a segment that they called Awesome Video or something like that. It was something along those lines, which was basically a complete ripoff of his ever famous Web Redemptions. It was about the the skating Canadian anthem singer who tripped on the carpet or whatever, and they did this whole big thing. The one, the one thing that Tosh mentioned was they said, you ready to give it another shot? And he goes, oh, I have never said that before. And then proceeded to show a montage of him saying, are you ready to give it another shot about 18 times in right. every one of his web redemptions, which was pretty funny. Now, the one thing that he didn't mention that was a complete and blatant ripoff was at the very, very end of the segment when they went back to the news anchors. Yeah. The, the one news anchor said, well, it was good to finally see they got there. And he actually used the phrase web redemption. If you really yes I, and he actually fucking said that and i'm how did they not how did tosh Bruno not put that in their segment i was very surprised i was very surprised at the end of that he said he but they did say the phrase i was i'm paraphrasing this the exact sentence but he did say web redemption in in that order so yeah it was a complete and blatant ripoff if you watch the uh, segment and you watch the tosh Bruno segment which you have the video online yeah. on lastspin.com you'll see it's incredible what's even more incredible and what i enjoy most about tosh Barnell, i don't know if you're in the same boat with this but when he does do his web redemptions he usually he has a little bit of a soliloquy but prior to he kind of goes off on whatever subject there he that the web redemption is based on in this case he he just tore up Heart ESPN and their anchors and the athletes that are on as the talking heads and the sports right. screamers and all that shit. Tosh is a very big sports fan. Yeah, uh, he always throws it. He always throws it in his show every once in a while. He's a big Miami fan. It was just, <laughs> it was a lot of fun to see, and as it was a good segment. His new season, Tosh Point which is uh, going on now on Comedy Central is very good. It's it's actually a lot better. It's kind of it, the past couple of seasons waned, and and this one kind of took you know picked it back up, back to where it, where it used to be. So it's it's very good to see, and that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. All righty. Uh, oh yeah, you uh, you had an interview with uh, Chelsea Pretty not too long ago, huh? Yeah, yeah, we have that. I didn't interview interview her personally, but uh, one of uh, our writers did. So yeah, check that out. By the time you hear this, Chelsea Pretty's new special, one of the greats, will be on Netflix. Oh, and the other thing, uh, mm-hmm. I was looking it up as we were recording here about the South Park. How many times they said shit in that episode? Yes, one hundred and sixty-two times. <laughs> wow, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> I was off by over a hundred. Yeah, I thought wow. it was more than that. I wanted to say like four hundred, but I I would have been way I would have lost if we were playing prices right rules. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Finally, and I, I want to get your thoughts not only on the whole Tignataro thing, but also on the the New York Comedy Fest. Tignataro, however, though had uh, some massive internal bleeding and needed to be hospitalized. And that was just a couple of days after she performed. She did a, uh, a performance on stage, topless. Yeah, and then needed to needed to be hospitalized. This was, but this was also during New York Comedy Fest, right? Well, it was it was two days. She performed uh, at the New York Comedy Festival, I believe, on the sixth. Mm-hmm. The fifth or the sixth, and then she performed in Philadelphia on the seventh. After that show, she collapsed, and she didn't know why. 
here's the the statement she gave. We okay. knew like a, a days before all of this came out, we knew she was in the hospital, but nobody knew why. And then she went on Facebook and she she basically said, "I'm happy to say that I'm finally on the mend." What happened, do you ask? Well, after my ridiculously fun show in Philly, as I was about to leave the venue, I collapsed in horrific pain, rushed to the ER, and found that a cyst had burst, causing massive internal bleeding. They thought the hemorrhaging would stop and heal on its own, but unfortunately it did not. Oh, God. So, after a couple of horribly uncomfortable days of pain, they had to do surgery to stop it and clean up my insides. (laughs) Too, Too much information, not enough information. We will leave it at that. Thanks again, and please know that I'm resting on a ton of drugs, walking when I can, doing my breathing exercises, and trying my darndest to get back to this tour that has been nothing short of the best time. Thanks again, and see your faces soon. So that was that was put out November 11th. So by the time you hear this, hopefully she will be up and around again. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, we wish her the best. We wish her the best. Hope she uh, she gets back on the road soon because she's been killing it lately with her stuff. So Yeah. All righty, sir. What do you say? You get out of here? Yeah, let's get out. Go ahead. Give all the plugs and such. Guys, go to LaughSpin.com about three or 400 times a day. Go to our Facebook page. Leave horrible, nasty comments uh, so I can feel bad about myself. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at LaughSpin.com. And please do go go to iTunes and, and leave a review. And good, bad, indifferent, go ahead and leave it. I don't care. We're all going to die. Go ahead. <laughs> That's good. That was good. A little <laughs> under your breath. I like that. <laughs> and if you want to leave, you know, nothing but hate mail, you can go over to my podcast, Masters of None, mastersofnone.com. Leave as much hate as you want, man. Bring it on. I don't care. Come on. Yeah. Mike apparently loves it. So go, go troll him. Love the haters because it's hilarious. Have you guys have to waste your time bad mouthing a podcast that you don't have anything better to do. <laughs> I'd rather brush my teeth for a day. <laughs> I think it's time better spent. Anyway, that's it. We'll see you next time on the Last Bin Podcast. See ya.